Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Brother, how you doing? Doing good, man. How's it going? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited. We're getting to a good week. The uh, NBA Finals have been going. The NHL Stanley Cup is over. The Olympics are about to start. Wimbledon's almost over. But we got wrestling talk to get into. Yes, wrestling talk, baby. I'm looking forward to it. Let's do it. All right. First up, we have Monday Night Raw. Yes. <clears throat> the show kicked off with Miz TV and the Money in the Bank guests brought mayhem. The Miz and his good friend John Morrison hosted McIntyre, Riddle, Rick, and Ricochet ahead of their Money in the Bank ladder match encounter. The entrance of AJ Styles and almost brought further chaos as the Colossus toppled the original bro from on top of the ladder. Cooper, your thoughts? Why? Like, what's the point? Because that's just how we do it. That is how we do it. Yeah, AJ Styles is turning into quite the biatch lately. Well, he Um, is a biatch. I don't like him using almost for his uh, personalized bully. Right. Well, that's a big bully to have on your side, though. Yeah. (laughs) All right, next up, we had Morrison taking on Ricochet. Ricochet and Johnny Drip Drip, according to WWE, ran back to their high, ran back their high risk clash from last week with a new array of Arab, uh, acrobatics and antics, courtesy of the Miz's ringside presence. After thwarting the High Flyer's attack and sending him flying into the barricade, Morrison benefited great from a great assist from the wheelchair-bound Miz to ensure a count-out victory. The Miz is in a wheelchair. What the hell? Did I miss something? I guess we both have. Uh, yeah. Oh, Lord have mercy. All right, so Ricochet lost via count-out. Your thoughts on that? I mean, 
Whatever, dude. They're getting ready for the pay-per-view. This, this just builds more of a uh, build-up toward that, I guess. And uh, True. You know, and we all know The Miz is playing possum as usual. So. All right. Next up, we had Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Eva Marie, and Dewdrop taking on Nikki Ash, which is weird because she's doing that superhero thing, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Naomi. With Woon... Uh, with the wound still fresh from WWE Money in the Bank qualifying heartbreak, even Marie Dewdrop, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax formed an unlikely alliance against Asuka, Naomi, Nikki, Ash, and Alexa Bliss. The almost superhero once again fought uh, valiantly, but a Samoan drop from the irresistible force sealed the win and allowed Eva Marie to gloat in the beauty of the evolution. Your thoughts? Evolution, my ass. You're just gloating because... Uh... Someone else did all Someone the hard work. Did all the hard work for you. So there you go. All right. Um, it's just dumb, dude. It is. It's getting quite uh, irritating. With I really don't like her. Key. Whatever they're doing with her, it just doesn't seem to be working. She's she's good eye candy. Why not make her a valet? I understand that that that's not the era we live in anymore but mm-hmm. some people are just not good at wrestling and she's not true that is very true i say people because male female it doesn't matter some people are not good at wrestling all right or they got look at pat mcavee true he wanted to be a wrestler now he's, he's just a commentator. a commentator right find something else for them to do it's not that hard you know i mean look at uh Reginald, at some point, we expect him to make his in-ring de- official in-ring debut as a superstar, I not a ballet. I think he would be an awesome superstar. He's got some athletic ability, dude. Yes, sir. I think I think you're right on that one. You know, sometimes that's a good way to break in, is being a valet. But at some point, you got to branch it on your own. I, I think hope. where they screwed up with her was putting her on Total Divas. Yeah. And, and kind of giving her a big head, as it was. Then there's that, yeah. So, um, she... I, I don't understand it. Because she's already stated several times, even even in Total Divas, that she, she didn't really care to be a wrestler. Right. So, I don't understand it. I really don't. No one understands it, honestly. Next up, we had Mustafa Ali taking on Mansoor. Mustafa Ali's lessons for his new protege, Mansoor, headed into the ring as the two combatants went toe-to-toe. Mansoor slightly hesitated when his opponent's leg got cut, got stuck in the ropes, allowing Ali to swoop in for a roll-up. Your thoughts, Cooper? Sometimes that's how it goes, man. It's just one little slip. So uh, it, it's good to see Mansoor finally on the main roster doing things. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mustafa Ali is Mustafa Ali. Yes, sir. Keeps doing that. All right. Drew McIntyre takes on Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal had his sights uh, had set his sights on taking down his former friend Drew McIntyre, it's former 3MB compadres, and showed that he intends to do what and do do it by any means necessary. After overcoming a vicious slam onto the announce table, the Scottish Warrior was ready to deliver the claymore to Mahal until Veer and Shanky intervened on his behalf uh, to finish the match by disqualification. McIntyre left with a win, but Mahal and his two towering associates left with a message delivered. He's got uh, some valets, huh? Yeah, there's some big dudes. Um, but Jinder uh, Mahal, you've never really been able to do it on your own. You've always had somebody in your corner. So uh, it is what it is with you, dude. You're, 
I, I think he's I don't even think he was good enough to even hold the WWE title, but that's just me. True. I I, I agree with you on that one. Alright, next up we had the Lucha House Party taking on Mace and T Bar. Mace and T Bar are on a mission to crush Raw's tag team division. We're putting a display of destruction that you can bring in a showdown with the Lucha House Party. After some crushing blows from the massive duo, Lince Dorado came up crashing crashing in from the sky with a hurricane at the T Bar that pulled off the stunning win. For Lucha House Party. Cooper, your thoughts? Stunning win. Just come on now. Really? I think based off the size of the Luchas compared to Mason T-Bar. Yeah, but Lince Dorado, isn't he... Isn't he a... Um... Oh, wait, that's not... That's No, that's... I thought he was the U.S. champ at one point. Not Lince Dorado. It was the other one, huh? Wasn't it Sin Cara? Not Sin Cara, the other one. Kalisto? Kalisto. Yeah. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess this would be a, a, a fluke win or whatever. But uh, I think they could have done a lot better with the Lucha House Party. They've kind of made them out to be kind of jobbers. Yeah, common uh, relief jobbers. When I really think it could have been something good. Like, I thought, okay, well, we got the New Day over here. Mm-hmm. The Lucha House Party's kind of like them, but they're, you know, they're like the... The fiesta, baby. Come on, yeah. let's get it going. And then it just kind of went. Yeah, instead of hopping around on pancakes, they could have been hopping around on tortillas. <laughs> I know, man. Everybody loves a good tortilla. That's right. There's nothing wrong with a good one, either the super size or the soft taco size. We, we're happy with any tortilla. Exactly, man. All right. Uh, next up, we have Riddle taking on AJ Styles. A noticeably injured Riddle refused to turn down an opportunity to prove himself against AJ Styles, even after almost early earlier ladder push. The original bro turned in some karate kid inspiration to try and overcome his hobbled ankle, but unrelenting punishment from the phenomenal one appeared ready to seal Riddle's fate. A timely appearance from the Viking Raiders distracted Raw team, Tag Team Champions and allowed Riddle to shock his opponent with a roll-up victory. Your thoughts? Skald Brothers. Mm-hmm. Coming back for it, and I think they may they might actually have a chance against Amos and AJ Styles. Cause I'm sorry, but Amos, you're nothing but a big dude. Like literally, your in ring talent is not even there. Right. Um. Why? Why talent relations decided to drop Brock Le- or not Brock Lesnar, but but Braun Strowman for mm-hmm. you? I will never understand. No, and plus the um, Viking Raiders are both big guys, so they'll be able to handle almost together. Which mm-hmm. is, I think, New Day could have remained champions if they would have had uh, Big E as part of their oh, team. Oh, yeah, definitely, dude. So, because you got to have a big guy that can help I, I really them. don't like how they gave Kofi Kingston that push for a while, too. And then stopped. And, then now, and now he's just like back to... Being, oh, well, you, you're just the New Day. No, dude, he literally was champion, and you guys took the title from him via Brock Lesnar with some stupid F5, which wasn't right. Yeah, so it was disrespectful, needless to say. All right, next up we had uh, Jackson Riker and R-Truth teaming up to take on Cedric Alexander and Elias. This is odd pairings, if you ask me. Yes, odd couples. Mm-hmm. The tag match between Riker and our truth and Alexander and Elias was derailed by 24 champion Akira Tozawa's run to the ring that stole Truth's attention. Riker valiant, valiantly battled to overcome the odds and took full advantage of the first opening. 
Still feeling the effects of last week's strap match clash, Elias chose to walk away from his partner and left Riker to crush his way to victory. Ouch. Yeah, that's the one thing about Elias. He's going to leave you hanging if he doesn't like things going his way in a tag match. So, Cooper, your thoughts? Elias is... Nobody walks with Elias because Elias walks alone, dude. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, this thing between him and and, and uh, Ryder, or Riker is uh, kind of crazy. So It is. It's been kind of... I mean, I thought they were going to be end up becoming a good tag team, and now they're splitting them up just like that. I mean, that's what I'm saying with this. It really gets on my nerves when... You throw two guys together and all of a sudden decide, oh, this ain't working, so let's break you up. And Well, then again, I think a lot of people like Riker's in-ring ability. It's already kind of surpassed Elias to me, honestly. Oh, definitely, in my opinion. Yeah. So they're already going to go ahead and just try to get this split done and over with and go ahead and start pushing Riker. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand why they put them together in the first place, but if you're going to put them together, might as well make them, you know. A champion at one point. Yeah. Get some kind of run in it. Or at least make a threat of a championship run. Yeah. Something, yeah. I can understand that, too. And then for the main event, we had Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods taking on Bobby Lashley and MVP. MVP and Bobby Lashley got what they wanted with a tag team match, but as many of the New Day's challengers have found out over the years, be careful what you wish for. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods took to the sky early to go on the offense. After former WWE champion took out the almighty... Uh, Kingston reversed an attack to hit a triple, a trouble, sorry, triple, in paradise on MVP for the victory. Cooper, your thoughts? Hey Amen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You never count out uh, the New Day. And I don't like how a lot of people just look at them as comic relief. Because, mm-hmm. yes, they are comic relief, but they are in-ring competitors, and they've proven it time and time again. Yeah. Um, whether it be, you know, them winning... Tag team championships, solo championships, whatever it is, man, that they've proven it. The only one that really just kind of is kind of still iffy for me is Xavier Woods, only because Xavier Woods is only won the tag team titles. Yeah. Now, if he went to push for a you know a singles title and actually got it, he'd have mm-hmm. my respect. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, at least get him a, a chance to try for. Um, United States Championship. He still has my respect, but I'm just saying, like, you you know that person can do well on their own, too. Mm-hmm. You don't need to rely on the team type thing. So, really, just that that's the way I think about it when it comes to that. Sure. All right, man, are you ready to shift gears and head to AEW for Wednesday Night Dynamite? Let's do it, brother. All right, first up, we have the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes with the Enforcer, Arn Anderson, taking on QT Marshall with the factories Aaron Solo and Nick Comoroto uh, in a South Beach strap match. All, all four, um, not all four, both competitors had to can, um, consecutively tap all four corners to win the match. Cody Rhodes didn't waste any time though and jumped onto QT with the tope, uh, tope suicida. Referee Paul Turner connected the strap to both men and the bell rang to start the match. <laughs> Cody got right off the gate before hey, the match man. started. Officially. Get, get it while the getting's good, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Cody then would power slam QT Marshall. Marshall attempted a moonsault, but Cody would be able to counter it by whipping QT right in the abdomen. Ouch. Uh, Aaron Solo took advantage of the no disqualification aspect of this match and hit Cody with some offense. 
Dustin Rhodes ran down to even up the odds, and Dustin began to brawl with Aaron Solo, and they fought up the arena steps and away from the ring. Well, that takes care of one <laughs> guy. QT would do German suplex Cody on the right on the back of his head and shoulders. Uh, QT then would use the strap to pull Cody headfirst to the steel ring post, but Cody countered it. QT's forehead was busted wide open in the process. The two competitors uh, fought on top of the turnbuckle. Uh, QT countered with a hurricanrana from Cody with a top rope powerbomb. Let's see here. QT smacked the first turnbuckle and then a second corner turnbuckle. Cody on spaghetti legs tried to stop QT's progress. QT wrapped up Cody with the strap and connected with a diamond cutter on Cody's on Cody Rhodes. Ref Paul Turner waved off QT's progress before QT was able to finish the match by touching the fourth and final corner turnbuckle. Cody would fire back with a pump kick and then leg scissors. He began to whip QT Marshall like a government mule. Cody connected with a springboard Cody cutter on a QT in the corner of the ring. QT spit at Cody and Cody answered with a trifecta of crossroads. Cody proceeded to touch all four corners and won the strap match. Yeah, you don't spit at any man, period. All right. That is like the ultimate disrespect. Um, yeah, I, I've been spit in the face a time or two in my life, and mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's not good. It definitely is not. All right, next up, we had the inner circles, Jake Hager, Ortiz, and Santana with Conan taking on the Pinnacles, Cash Wheeler, Dax Hardwood, and Wardlow with Tony Blanchard. Or Tully Blanchard, sorry. I don't know why I said Tony. That's my bad. <laughs> I don't know where I got that from. I was just like, here, say Tony, like an idiot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, Santana used a double leg takedown on Hardwood. He hit Hardwood with two snap suplexes and then released with a released German suplex. Ortiz would tag in and use a Northern Lights suplex on Hardwood for a near fall. Mr. Mayhem Wardlow tagged in and ran Ortiz with shoulders into the corner. Hardwood tagged back in, but Ortiz caught him at the back heel trip and then a Liger bomb. Hager tagged in and blasted Wheeler with a Hager bomb. Cash uh, kicked Ortiz in the stomach, but then uh, the pinnacle hit triple team offense on Cash. Finally, FTR went to work on Ortiz with their refined tag team maneuvers. Ortiz countered with a brain buster on Hardwood and then tagged Hager. Hager was looking for the ankle lock on Cash Wheeler, but Dax the Axe broke it up. Dax ate a big boot from Hager for his troubles. Hager allowed Wardlow to tag in. Hager rolled through and tried to uh, for an ankle lock on Wardlow, but FTR pinned Hager after the big rig, thanks to Tully Blanchard's distraction. Conan came in and blasted Wardlow with a mad, lock, or mad ball sock, and Blanchard uh, clipped Conan from behind with a chop block. Cooper, your thoughts? So who won? That would be um, the pinnacle. I guess I wasn't. I was trying to pay attention. I was like, huh? <laughs> what happened? FDR, There's so much craziness here. Yeah, FDR pinned Hager after a big rig, thanks to Blanchard's distraction. Oh, but he said the, he pinned him, but he didn't say one. That's why I was like, did he kick out? Did he? Did he? Yeah. I'm guessing that's a pin win, so... Yeah, that, that's that's not your fault. That's 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 their very poor commentating. Their very poor writing. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so it looks like the Pinnacle won that match. Well, cool. Yeah, man, uh, that's how it goes sometimes. Just distractions and mm -hmm. and too many people in one area, really. Yes, so. sir. That's the way it goes. All right, Andrade El Idiolo or Idolo. I don't know how. To, I'm not Spanish, dude. I can't. Andrade. We'll just go Andrade. with Andrade. We'll just stick with Andrade. But that's what he is. 
with Vicky Guerrero and his personal assistant versus Matt Seidel. This is Andrade's first official match in AEW. Andrade blasted Matt with a twisting brain buster, and Andrade would then transition from a moonsault press into a standing moonsault press onto Matt Seidel. Seidel swept out the leg of Andrade and then caught him with a, a roundhouse kick. Seidel would then climb to the top rope, but Andrade ran and knocked him off of it, sending Matt, uh, Matt Seidel crashing to the arena floor. Andrade picked up Seidel and dropped him hard across the ring apron. Seidel would rally back with more roundhouse kicks to Andrade and then a knee leaping knee strike. Andrade decked Seidel and turned him inside out with a lariat. I don't know why they keep calling it a lariat. It's a freaking clothesline. Dang it. Andrade trapped uh, Seidel's legs underneath the top turnbuckle and tried to double uh, foot stomp. That's supposed to be stomp. Uh, but Seidel escaped. Seidel hit Andrade with a, a meteora. I think I said that right. Meteora. Meteora. Andrade fought back, though, with a diving knee. Or diving knees. He planted Seidel with his... Um, finisher El Idolo. Id Idolo. Idolo. I have no idea. I'm not Spanish. El Idolo. And then he pinned him. Andrade then would try to set an example and send a message to the locker room by continuing to punish Seidel after the match. So he won, and then he attacked Seidel afterwards. Your thoughts? My thoughts are they really need to fix that. He pinned him for the one, two, three. That would that would make more sense. Yes. I mean. You can pin somebody, but if they kick out, then what? Right. I mean, that's you're kind of leaving it there, dude. Like, that's why on the last one, I was like, who won? Who won? <laughs> so, yeah, man. Uh, he's making his statement. What a what a superstar to make that statement on the Matt Seidel, because he's badass. <laughs> we got to see him a couple years ago at the River City Wrestling Con. Yep. Dude, we got some really good pictures of him. We actually need to print those up and right, we do. put some stuff up here in the uh, Cooper Big Man Studios here, man. Yeah, the only thing we didn't get to see was the shooting star press because the lights <laughs> hung way too low for him to get that kind of air. Yeah. Otherwise, that would have been epic. He tried. He was thinking about doing it at one point in the match, and he looked up and saw the light and went, Nope. Nope. <laughs> that hanging light was too low, and he's like, Nope, never mind. Oh, that would have been an epic thing to see. I love his shooting star press, man. I don't care. I'll watch it every day. Oh, yeah. Until he gets RKO'd out of nowhere in the middle of it. <laughs> Even that was cool. That was cool. I wish we were there for that. <laughs> that would have been sweet. We watched it on Raw that night, though. We did. All right. Tony Schiavone interviewed the Enforcer Arn Anderson in the ring. Now, there's a reason why I left this in here. Usually, I don't do the interviews because they're usually no big deal. But... You'll hear why. This is a big deal. Something big happened. So, as he's preparing to speak, Arn Anderson begins to speak. The lights turn out. The arena went black. Suddenly appeared Malachi Black in the ring and dropped Arn Anderson with a roundhouse kick. Cody Rhodes ran to the ring and Malachi blasted Cody with a roundhouse kick too. So, formerly known as Aleister Black, Malachi Black is... All elite. This is awesome, dude. Uh, and I think this gives him a chance to, to broaden his horizon as far as his character goes. Because I think he was on to something in WWE and they just never really pushed it. Mm -hmm. So if they can push it at AEW, then sweet. It's kind of like seeing Andrade, Andrade over there at AEW. Right. Um, these are two good superstars and... Uh, you know, WWE better watch out. They keep releasing all these good superstars, and uh, they're gonna have they're gonna have a war on their hands. Yes, 
And I do want to point out that it was found out later on why he was able to compete before the 90-day clause. When Aleister Black, or Malachi Black as he's now known on AEW, was a WWE superstar in NXT. His contract for NXT, if he's released, he has a 30-day no-compete clause. Well, when you move to the main roster, either main on Raw or SmackDown, your contract is supposed to then be changed to the 90-day clause, no-compete clause. But WWE failed to do so. That's why after June 2nd's release and then following his 30-day no-compete clause that he still had in his contract, which ended July 2nd, Malachi Black could be All Elite. Whoopsie. Whoopsie WWE. Whoopsie. So, WWE screwed themselves on that one. And Malachi Black took it full advantage. I'm waving, man. Uh, you're going to make money. You're going to get to wrestle. You're going to get to do what you love. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> hats off to him, man. Yes, sir. So, we're going to move on from that. But that was an exciting entrance, to say the least. Yes, I'm very excited to see where his career goes because, you know, all elite, I mean, you know, AEW, it's all about, you know, hardcore just craziness. So mm-hmm. I would love to see him and somebody like John Moxley get in the ring and do some stuff like him and Kenny Omega did. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Yes, sir. All right. Next up, we have the Galaxy's Greatest Alien, Chris Statlander, and freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy taking on the Bunny and the Blade. Let's do it, brother. The bunny tried to tra- uh, tag a swipe at, or tried to take a swipe at Cody <laughs> Orange Cassidy. You guys can't write, I swear to God. But he put his hands in his pockets. She quickly grew frustrated and tagged the to the blade. Cassidy attempted to beat, uh, attempted the beach break, but the blade countered it. Cassidy came back with a stunned dog, or stunned dog millionaire. The bunny tagged in and nailed Chris with a knee lift. Chris rallied with a power slam to the bunny. Statlander showed off her power with a delayed vertical suplex on the bunny. Uh, the blade, excuse me, grabbed Statlander's boot from outside the ring, which allowed enough time for the bunny to hit the galaxy's greatest alien from behind. That's a weird nickname. The bunny <laughs> German suplex Statlander off the top rope, or off the rope, sorry, I can't say it was top because it's not written there. Orange Cassidy flew off the top rope, that was there, and then hit a, the DDT on the blade for a near fall. Statlander splashed the blade with a four uh, area four five one. What the? That's weird. Anyways, you better uh, if it was a five four one. Oh. It would be because that would make sense for us Oregonians. <laughs> the bunny slid a brass knuckles to the blade, and then he KO'd Orange with them. Statlander ran in and dropped the bunny with the Big Bang Theory to score the victory. Whew, Cooper, your thoughts. Crazy, 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 dude. These tag team matches, you never know what's going to happen in AEW. We really don't. It's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, all it takes is a little bit of something, something. All right. I mean, I think that's one thing that I, I say this every time, but I like because you never know what's going to happen, who's going to get involved, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because of all these factions, all these tag teams, you're just like, it's chaos over there. Yes, sir. All right. The main event for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. The Young Bucks taking on Mad King, Eddie Kingston, and Penta L Zero, Zero Media for the titles. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Let's do this. Kingston and Penta brawled with the Bucks outside the ring. 
Kenta wearing a Terry Funk t-shirt. Uh, back in the ring, Brandon Cutler tried to fend off Penta and Eddie with the with a cold freeze, but the Bucks ambushed them from behind. Uh, Kingston and Penta fought back with tremendous tandem offense. Penta and Kingston pulled out tables from underneath the ring. Nick Jackson powerbombed Kingston onto one of the tables in the ring. Uh, Penta rocked Matt Jackson with a destroyer on the table on the outside of the ring. Nick Jackson flattened the tr- flattened a trash can on Kingston with a senton. Uh, Atomico. <laughs> I said one right finally. Penta snuck in with a sling blade on uh, Nick and then one on Matt. Matt countered with a DDT from Penta. Uh, with Oh, countered a DDT from Penta with a Northern Light suplex. The Bucks double-teamed Kingston. Kingston fought out of the corner with a half and half on Matt. Uh, with On Matt. Excuse me. Whatever a half and half is. I don't know what a half and half is, sir. Uh, Kingston locked in a rear naked choke. Uh, Nick smacked ref Rick Knox with a 450 splash. Why? The Good Brothers would take advantage of the opportunity and double team Kingston. That's why. <laughs> Brandon Cutler tried to interfere, but the elite hunter Frankie Kazarian power bombed him through a table on the outside. Penta used a fear factor, and Kingston covered Matt for a near fall. Kazarian was taken out by Magic Killer from Gallows and Anderson. Well, imagine that. Kingston uh, opened a bag of thumbtacks and spilled them out onto the mat. Penta uh, walloped Matt with a trash can. Nick and Penta battled on the top of a turnbuckle. Nick brought down Penta with a hurricanrana onto the thumbtacks. Owie! The Bucks would super kick Kingston. Nick stuffed thumbtacks into Kingston's mouth and then oh. super kicked him. Oh. oh! Then Matt would pin Kingston to retain the titles for the Young Bucks. Holy shit! <laughs> for real, dude. That was crazy, brother. That's just... Oh, oh man, I, I, I can only imagine what it feels like. I don't even want to imagine what that feels like. Ugh. You got thumbtacks forcefully pushed into your mouth and then super kicked in the face right. with a mouthful of thumbtacks. And they know how to super kick like a mother. Yeah, they do. They are on the level with freaking Shawn, Shawn Michaels. Michaels. On the level. It's not Shawn Michaels, then the Young Bucks. It's the level. Yeah. When it comes to their super kicks. Oh, oh yeah. That's that's just nightmare fuel. No. No. AEW pushing it to the limit as usual, which is amazing. We love this. We wanted this. Thank you, AEW. Just come out and say you're really ECW in hiding. Come on. Right? There you go. <laughs> come on, let's just be honest. You're really just ECW in hiding. You're just calling yourself All Elite Wrestling. <laughs> Hashtag, not really. <laughs> Anyways, let's shift gears back to Friday Night SmackDown. Let's do it, brother. Roman Reigns would bring his dangerous family back together. The head of the table kicked off SmackDown by discrediting the notion that he feared Edge and the ultimate opportunist was in his head. Going on to address his absence last week during Jimmy Uso's ordeal with the Rated R Superstar, Reigns revealed that he had been busy doing what Jimmy couldn't, namely bringing Jay... Jay Uso back. With Jay's return, Reigns proposed that the three of them could do anything together, including making the Uso SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Then they embrace as one united and very dangerous family. Your thoughts? Uh, I, you know, I've always wanted to see them together in a faction. Mm-hmm. But now that you have it, to have them together is like a. Heel faction? Mm. 
You're not loving this, are you? I, I'm not really liking this. And don't get me wrong. I love heels. I'm a heel guy. Mm-hmm. I like heels. He loves the bad guys. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's... And he's loving the Roman Reigns bad guy a little me, bit. For me, it's... it's. And don't get me wrong. I do like Roman Reigns as a bad guy. But what I don't like is the cheap shots and the the having Paul Heyman help you with this or whatever. It's just like... Dude, be a bad guy, go in there, beat some ass, take some names, and leave. Kind of like Brock Lesnar did. We all hated him, but I think if he was around more often and actually kept the title on the TV, we might actually might actually care for him more. But uh, he did a lot of talking trash about WWE and everything else, so mm-hmm. it kind of made us like, we don't fucking like you, bro. All right. So, At least with Reigns, he does show up more often than just once every major paper. Yeah. Yeah. He shows up to almost every pay-per-view, and he does at least two SmackDowns a month. Sometimes all of them. Just depends on what's going on. Yeah. But he, most of the time, he's there. He's never, he never, he doesn't take a break. Well, that's what I like about him. Yeah. You ready to move on? But as far as this whole faction thing, yeah. it'd be better if they were their face. True. But, you know, being Hill as a family, mm-hmm. that's... That's pretty badass, too, if you really think about it. Yes, sir. You ready? All right, let's do it. All right. King Nakamura took on Baron Corbin for a spot in Money in the Bank. Despite Baron Corbin's outrage over King Nakamura and Rick Boogs arriving in the WWE Thunderdome in his repossessed Mercedes SUV that they bought cheap at an auction, the despondent former monarch fell short against the King of Strong Style when Nakamura hit the King Shasa for the win to earn his place in Money in the Bank. It's not like it's not like Corbin is going to do anything if he did did win the Money in the Bank, right? Right. We already seen he him probably, fail. We've already seen him fail doing it. So, and uh, I guess life ain't good when you're not a king anymore, huh? No, that's why we have King Nakamura. <laughs> I'm loving Kingske. <laughs> Kingske. Oh man, this is going to be great. I hope Nak- I hope Nakamura ha- at least is. Close to winning or does win it. There's not many people that in this, and we'll talk about it more next week, in this uh, match that I like more than Nakamura. Uh, I just love how much, I I wasn't, I, I do say this, I wasn't too thrilled with his heel run with him and AJ. That was the weird thing. Yeah. Because AJ is a better heel than he is a bad guy in to me, Nakamura's been a way better good guy than a bad guy. So it was kind of weird. But now that he's back to being a good guy messing with Corbin, um, i really like to see him get back on top. Especially since one of the guys I would have liked to see him win it didn't qualify. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. Yeah, I mean, for real, dude. He's he's one of them superstars that, you know, come from Japan, dude. He came from, you know, New Japan Wrestling. And that place is... Like the mecca of honor for wrestling, and you know, to see him come to the WWE and do what he's done, I would love to see him have like a you know, universal title run or even a WWE title run. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he is really that damn good, yes, he is, and he can hold his own against pretty much any competitor, right? Next up, we got Shotzi and Tegan Knox taking on Natalia and Tamina in their SmackDown debut. SmackDown's exciting new tag team, Shotzi and Knox, made uh, their SmackDown debut by scoring a huge victory over the women's tag team champions, Natalya and Tamina, 
after Shotzi went airborne to level Natalia with a ball pit. Hmm. Your Inter- thoughts? Interesting. What a way to uh, make a de- debut, right? Mm-hmm. Going right after the tag title. Hey, Holder. Get yourself on that list already. This can be make for an interesting... It really, it really makes you... Uh, <clears throat> it pushes them to the very top, I would think. All right. I think so. so. All right. Sonya Deville made sweeping changes heading into Money in the Bank. In light of news of Bailey's injury while training... WWE official Sonya Deville announced that Carmella will now challenge Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's title when SmackDown returns live next week in Houston. When an outrage Liv Morgan interrupted, Deville informed her that she will replace the self-proclaimed most beautiful woman in all of WWE in the Money in the Bank ladder match. In response, Morgan informed Mella that if she wins the title, she will cash in on her. The EST of WWE got the final word when she addressed Bailey's injury and raised her title high in the air in preparation for next week's championship match in front of a live audience. Cooper, your thoughts? This really sucks for Bailey, dude. It does. As far as everything else goes, Carmella, she has... She's kind of earned this spot to be able to to do what she's doing and Mm -hmm. actually get this title run, her title shot, and Liv Morgan, go for it. All right. So this is your opportunity. Make the most of it. All right. All right, sir. Next up, we had... Seth Rollins taking on Cesaro for a Money in the Bank qualifying match. An extremely brutal showdown between long-standing adversaries, Seth Rollins bested the Swiss Superman with an earth-shattering stomp to qualify to become the final combatant in Money in the Bank ladder match. So that's why I'm rooting for Nakamura, because if Cesaro was in it, I would have been rooting for Cesaro. Yeah, man. Uh, sometimes this is unfortunately how this happens. Um, and I would think this would put the final nail in the coffin. For their rivalry as of this time. Mm-hmm. So uh, it kind of sucks though. Because you know I would love to see. Love to see uh, Cesaro win the money in the bank. Yes. You know don't get me wrong. Seth Rollins definitely deserves another chance to go back after the championship. Oh yeah. I think even if he got in there. It would be a great rivalry for him and Roman to run for a while. I think that would be a fun one to watch. Oh yeah. Uh, probably... If he wins it, we'll probably see it happening after SummerSlam because I think this, with the current um, state of WWE, they're wanting to do a special match at SummerSlam um, to bring more eyes to SummerSlam. And uh, we won't ruin that right now <laughs> with what they're playing. But if you know wrestling, you already know, you know who, who it what's is, gonna happen their intention who it is. is. Yes. And uh, I mean, I like the intention, but. Uh, yeah, man. Um, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. That's a great match. That's a great match, and it's a great way to to build a the this already badass rivalry they've had over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like brother against brother type thing. And it's, that's why so, I love it. So that's yeah. so I wouldn't be. Totally against up, up against Seth as Rollins. As long as Seth Rollins comes back as. Friday Night Rollins or somebody like that, not yeah. not this or the architect or, or the architect. But don't come back as, as the savior, the savior or the Messiah or whatever you want to call yourself. Yeah, let's stop that crap. Yeah, it's, it's because you both can't be heels going into it's this. It's blasphemy. Really. Then again, they've been talking about making it. Roman a, a baby face again too. Prior after SummerSlam, so well, yeah, because you know they might bring back somebody big and dumb. 
So then there's that. Yeah, but supposedly he's supposed to go over to Raw if he comes back because he's supposed to take on um, Bobby Lashley. Well, that would be better. Well, that's why Bobby Lashley came back because he was supposed to have that match that yeah. he never got. So, all right. Anyways, for the main event, Edge and a reemerging Mysterios took down Reigns and the Usos. In the final moments of SmackDown, Edge called out the Universal Champion Roman Reigns. Despite an earlier order from the head of the table, the Usos soon emerged to back him up. After Edge and Reigns began to square off, Jimmy and Jay climbed the apron and are quickly met with a surprise reemergence of SmackDown Tag Team Champions Ray and Dominic Mysterio with armed with chairs. Although Reigns got away, he was forced to watch as the, on the top of the ramp as Edge, assisted by the Mysterios, locked the Usos in painful submissions using a steel chair leg. Oh yeah, I'm sure he was forced to watch. Yeah, I mean, you could well, just I'm walk not... to the back if you didn't want to well, see like him. he's <laughs> just standing there like a... A ninny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, interesting way to end Raw, though. Edge trying to send a final message. Smackdown, brother? Yeah, Smackdown, whatever. <laughs> Same difference. Both watered down lately. I'd say Smackdown's a little bit more entertaining. Well, I think you only say that because they got Edge. <laughs> then there's that. Would you say they're more edgy? <laughs> they're more edgy, man. Yeah, dude. How about that for a stupid pun? Right? <laughs> Dad no. joke of the century. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, this makes for good good TV. And mm-hmm. uh, can't wait to see the pay-per-view. It's going to be very, very interesting. Yes, and we're finally WWE finally goes back on official tour starting next Friday on SmackDown. When we get fans, baby. Welcome to Fort Worth. Finally. Looking man. forward to Finally, it. Finally, brother. Finally. Sorry, Houston, then Fort Worth is the pay-per-view. Oh, we're going to hear, finally, The Rock has come back. I don't know. Is he supposed to be back for the... Just to say something? I can't remember. I know he's supposed to possibly come back for a match at WrestleMania with his cousin. But well, yeah, we'll see, right? We can't really be all like... Oh, man, so hey, man, after SummerSlam... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And we on the road, right? That's right. We, well, not technically. We don't really well, get on the road until January. Until the, the rumble. rumble. Yeah. But, you know, after SummerSlam, it's kind of like we're gearing up for that, so... Uh, technically, you're gearing up for Survivor Series. Uh, then you're gearing up. For Survivor that. Series hasn't been good for a long time. I'm no. sorry. And now that The Undertaker's gone, well, when's the last time The Undertaker partaked in Survivor Series? Then there's that, too. So it's kind of like, eh. I was hoping he would at least go say goodbye at Survivor Series since it well, was. Well, maybe I'll bring him back for this year's Survivor Series because of. There being fans, it'll be his last final hoorah type thing. Maybe. he. I'm not going to say he owes it to the fans, but I think it would be the best thing to do. I think I think WWE owes it to him, to be honest. Because yeah. 
You know, I mean, I think that's why. And I they think, owe it to us fans. I think if we, if everything continues to be the way it will be, I wouldn't be at all surprised if we don't see him one more time at WrestleMania and have him go out in front of fans. I know we could have done this, but we had limitations in Tampa this and, last year. And everyone would be totally um, understanding to this. Yeah. I mean, for him to say, hey, I'm retired. And then come back for one more WrestleMania, that would be, you know, it'd be understandable because we didn't have the fans. Yeah. And then we'd have a clearance in Los Angeles to do it the right way. Yeah. And have him go out on a Hollywood script would be fun, you know. They're saying Universal Championship, man, we will just uh, retire the next night and we'll smack down or something. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. I have good ideas, but of course WWE thinks they know everything. Obviously not enough to know their own flipping contracts. Dumbasses. <laughs> How do you mess that up? I have no idea. But that's funny. Whoever, I, I want them, they should make a running joke. Just do a running storyline one time with it. Put the dude that's supposedly in charge of contracts and have him fired by Vince. Just do it. Just be fun. Yeah. You can just get some fake guy to do it. I'm, I'll do it. I'll say I did it. <laughs> get me on Monday Night Raw. Give me my 15 seconds of fame. Say I was in charge of contracts. I fucked up. And I'm fired. I love it. It'd be the greatest moment of my life. Just to have Vince McMahon tell you, you're fired. Yeah. I'll even take a stunner from Stone Cold if we do it in Texas, baby. Heck yeah. I'll take one for the team. Come on, baby. Let me do it. Let's do it. Come on. Uh, first, he's got to lace let me have a beer with him. And then he can stunner me. What if he promised to have a beer with you afterwards? No, I mean like... Because you know how he likes to oh, pretend man, to share a beer with yeah. you? You're drinking the beer, and then boom, stunner. <laughs> yes. That's how I want to go out. <laughs> Let's do it, baby. Come on. That'd be the shit. It would be, wouldn't it? There's, I'm like, there's my 15 minutes of fame, baby. <laughs> I'm done. It. Done. Call it I a life. I can die tomorrow and be happy. Oh, That's right. I can die Tuesday after all. <laughs> Bye. I'll be all, peace out. <laughs> Hell, I'll take a pedigree, too. <laughs> I don't care. Stephanie wants to slap me. Keep talking, man. We're going to start going back to freaking events. You never know what might happen. And there's that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so on that note, <laughs> uh, we'll be back tomorrow with baseball, basketball talk. The finals have uh, been kind of one-sided this year. It's been interesting, but we've been enjoying it. Uh, we had uh, a little baseball history happen this week, too. Actually, baseball historical things happened this week. One involving someone we've been talking about for two straight weeks. We'll make it three straight weeks now. Yes. With Shohei Otani and another with a relief pitcher doing something that no other pitcher has done in baseball history. Wow. And it didn't happen on the mound. It happened at the plate. Interesting, interesting. Very interesting, but stupid. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love saying that. Anyway, so then, of course, we'll be back Tuesday with NASCAR hockey and some football talk. we got to talk some football. Some interesting things and opinions are happening in college football and NFL. Um, stuff is happening, too, so we got to talk about it. Yes. So we got that. And then we should be back next week with... 
worldwide because we have more stuff actually going on. We'll talk Wimbledon. We'll talk any golf if we have any good golf news. But the Olympics are coming up, so we got to get ready for the Olympics. And don't forget, tonight's the Conor, Conor McGregor fight. That's right. Don't forget to tune in to UFC 264 as you got McGregor Poirier 3. Oh, yes. It's going to be very interesting. Man. Dana White has promised a championship match for the winner. Woo! I'm looking Dude, forward to it. Awesome, man. Yes, sir. So I'm looking forward to this. You're looking forward to it. We're all UFC needs to come up with a uh, um, subscription thing too, so you ain't gotta pay like almost eighty bucks for a pay per view. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice because I would totally, I would totally be down to buy to get that and start really getting into watching it because you know, I mean, like it's kind of one of them things. Like I, I don't want to pay so much for a freaking pay per view to watch a guy get knocked out in thirty seconds. I mean, you're supposed to watch a whole match card. Well, you know what I mean. Sometimes, sometimes there's certain ma- certain guys you want to see more than others. No, than that. So. But I wouldn't mind maybe like if they've worked a deal out with Peacock, upped it from four ninety nine to nine ninety nine to add UFC pre previews. Just saying. That'd be cool. Especially since uh, we're getting it free anyways from <laughs> Xfinity. <laughs> Then there's that. We're not paying for Peacock, and we get to watch all the pay-per-views without problems. Anyways, so that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at Sports Talk dot Cooper dot Big Man. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk W I T Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.